a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. BYU, Boise State. Down the sideline, the 10, the 5, he's going in. Touchdown, Cougars! Special extended pregame coverage on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into extended pregame coverage. We'll, we'll go up to uh, 3 p.m., then we'll hand it over to Greg Rubel. And uh, hey, if you want to make calls or, or interact a little more with pregame, you can head on over to the KSL Sports Zone. Our guy, Alex Keery, will be taking your calls if you want to interact with him over on our sister station, uh, KSL Sports Zone, Alex Carey pregame as well. So, still got more to go here, though. And look, it's no coincidence, Mitch, that we've had a lot of offensive linemen on extended pregame show today. They're they're going to be a key to whether or not BYU can get a win here in a few hours up at the Blue Turf. But yeah, one thing that doesn't cease to amaze me year after year. We touched on this earlier when we gave you a, a, an injury pregame report. It's just mind-boggling. It seems like year after year, Mitch, the injury bug hits BYU so hard. And, you know, teams like Alabama don't suffer this many injuries. You know, it's 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 I think it's hard to win when you have the number of injuries that BYU's had uh, and number of different starting players as well cuz it, it hasn't all been injuries. I think about that Joe Tukawafu, Connor Pay swap. That wasn't injury related. Micah Harper, who we had on, Ammon Hanneman swap. You're right. So, but the number is, is up there with some teams that you don't want to be with. BYU, through the first nine weeks of the season, is tied for third nationally in the, in the highest number of different starters in college football. BYU has had 42 different starters play this season for the Cougars. A 42. 19 on offense, 23 on defense. The two teams in front of them, New Mexico with 47, Texas A&M with 43. The common thread between New Mexico, Texas A&M, BYU, and Colorado, who also has 42 different starters, they all have losing records. They're all bad teams right now. And Texas A&M is the most glaring because they had the best roster allegedly money could buy, allegedly. And (laughs) (laughs) you want to see how he did his deals? I got some guy named Slice Bread saying I'm paying for a roster. <laughs> Slice Bread. Jimbo. Gosh. But, yeah, I mean, they're losing teams right now. And BYU, it, you wonder, it's been a tough schedule. And then you pair up the, the injuries and the shuffling of the starters. 
almost like feel like we should probably have expected a four and five record with when you lay out lay out the, the schedule like that. The problem is both of those things are concerning to me yeah. because the, the injuries year after year makes me wonder: Are these guys getting the training they need in the off season to stay healthy? Uh, I'm not there, so I, sure. I can't necessarily say yes or no, but it is something I wonder. And the other thing I wonder is too, in the case of a, like a Micah Harper, is the evaluation in fall camp also where it needs to be to get the right people out there from day one? Yeah, that, that's not to say, um, you know, like the, to use the Harper Hanneman situation. Maybe Hanneman was better in camp, and he just doesn't play as good in games. And as you heard, Harper had the ankle in fall right, camp, and he had which an injury. Limited. So that's the, you know that's not me pointing the finger at the coaching sure. staff, but it, it just makes you wonder, like, hey. Are these things happening at a high enough level to make it so you can win a lot of football games? And I think, too, you know, your interview with Connor Pay I thought was enlightening, and I thought Connor Pay said all the right things, but that move never should have happened. No. One bad game should not sink a man. And credit to him for responding the right way. I, I agree. But one bad game should not sink a man. And because guess what? There's been a lot of guys on this BYU team that have had some bad days. We're going to bench Hall after the Liberty game? Yeah, you, you don't. You, you you still roll with the guys that ultimately you know are the top guys. And the problem is, with all of this shuffling, I don't know through nine games who the top guys are on the defense. I really don't know. Yep, yep. I, th- I, I believe it's Tyler Batty, who we had on the show. I think he's one of the leaders. But, you know, Caleb Hayes... He struggled. So. He's had moments. He's yeah. looked good in some. And But I just don't know who the best players are on the defense. I don't. I really don't. And offense, I know. Jaron Hall, Pukunakua. Isaac uh, Rex, Blake Freeland. But, you know, Blake Freeland for sure. But, you know, I, I think that this consistent shuffling of things has caused some of the problems with the defense. And Definitely. Uh, a little bit, too, on the offense. I think at times with the offense, because they're not immune to blame through this stretch, I think sometimes Aaron Roderick has tried to overthink things to throw an element, a wrinkle at these opposing teams that they haven't seen on film. And uh, look, if it works great and he's he's anointed as a genius and whatnot, I, not, Aaron Roddick's done a great job with reviving BYU's quarterback factory. He's done a fantastic job, but I'm willing to give him some leniency because of yes, that. Yes, But sometimes this year, it's, it hasn't been the A-Rod that I think everyone has grown to appreciate. It's like, just kind of get back to what you're comfortable doing, and that's being that aggressive play caller and using the correct personnel. I just think sometimes there's been some maybe communication issues, not having the right personnel, and then it's been magnified, and ultimately you're going to go to the coach to point the blame because these players still, even though NIL is a thing, they're not getting paid. Like They didn't get pay raises. So, you know, you, you point to Aaron Roderick, and hopefully they can get it fixed because, you know, this is a great game to turn things around, uh, to get people feeling good again because this is a rivalry game yeah. and it's an opportunity today. Uh, you just hope that everyone can stay healthy because it is turf. It's going to be some rainy weather uh, because it feels like any time a BYU player this season gets some momentum behind them, they're going down with an injury. It's like, gosh, you just stay healthy at all costs. And please. the thing that I just really struggle with to understand, injuries are part of the game, right? Uh, you can't avoid all injuries. However, why is it that some of the bigger programs in college football don't seemingly have these devastating injuries to the tune of yep. thirty to forty people going down? So that you know, it's 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 a very interesting thing to think about, and they got to find a way to fix it. Well, and just to, before we get to a break, Matt, I mean, I think again, when I'm talking about Kalani needs to from top to bottom, this whole organization 
has to be you got to find ways to improve everything for the Big 12 from the coaching staff to the support staff, the strength and conditioning, everything. And everything's got to be evaluated and if you can get better going into the Big 12, you've got to consider those options. And that's yep. where again when we talk about tough decisions for Kalani, whether they win today or not, there's still got to be tough decisions in the offseason. That yep. should be uh, you know, that that's going to be awaiting Kalani coming up after this year. Yeah, we'll take the break here on the other side. We'll get you three and out. A little uh, fun segment we do to get you prepared with some facts and some stats uh, as BYU and Boise State two and a half hours away from kick. Back after this. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.